Welcome to Pixels and Ink, episode 131. Sadly, Melanie is away today because she is sick, but we are joined by Wayne Santos to my right. Wow, that was like a lot faster than the way I did it. Yeah, it, which, like, it really totally was. totally screwed up and meandered for a few minutes, so... Yeah, no, it, that's why we did it. It's because well. there was a script and I couldn't read it. Actually, there was no script. There was so, no script. Yeah. And to my left, I have the irreverent Phil Brown. That's me. Yep. Actually, mm-hmm. you are pretty irreverent. Yeah, I, I try. That's, I do try. That's kind of your middle name, Phil Irreverent Brown. That's what I try. Yeah. That's what I shoot for. Yeah. Okay, shall we get started with the news? Indeed. Perfect. Who wants to go with the news first? You go. Okay. Um, all right. Um, We'll start off with the local news. It's like, hey, Phil, do you remember Dennis Dyack? Nope. Silicon Knights? Nope. Eternal Darkness on the GameCube? Nope. You don't remember any of that? Nope. Okay, well, so <laughs> Silicon Knights was a local studio in St. Catharines, oh, okay. Ontario, and they did um, Eternal Darkness, which was kind of a psychological survival horror game on the GameCube, which okay. actually did pretty well. Yeah, I um, never had a GameCube. Yeah, so... Yeah, I played a couple uh, older games, like when I got my yeah. Wii, since you could... Uh, they were backwards compatible. Okay. But it, yep. when I say a couple, I mean one, and it was the Rogue Squadron. Okay. That's, you, that's a fair choice. Yeah, which was fantastic. Okay. Uh, they also did Twin Snakes, the um, GameCube adaptation of Metal Gear Solid. Uh, okay. I'm guessing you didn't play that either. Which, no. I yeah. do remember its existence, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that also did pretty well for them. Yeah. But uh, they also did um, X-Men Destiny, a couple of years ago, which oh, just yeah. absolutely that was, that tanked. That it was, was not a good game. Not a good game. Yeah, also, yeah. they sued and lost their suit against um, Epic for uh, the Unreal yep. Engine. Do you remember that at all? Or vaguely. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little bit more familiar. Yeah, okay. So what happened was after that, basically, the studio just sort of imploded. And then they actually moved to Hamilton, Ontario last year and mm-hmm. they tried starting up again and it was called Precursor Games mm. and they were working on um, Shadows of the Eternal, which is supposed to be the spiritual successor to Eternal Darkness. Gotcha. And they tried running it on like Kickstarter and a few other like, you know, um, crowdsource investment yep. things and that didn't work because people don't really like Dennis Dyack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, and there was a lot of scandal around. And there was also a scandal because it turned out one of the staff was somehow involved in like uh, you know, child porn oh, videos yeah, no. and all. Oh, that. I remember just, that. Yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know these. Yeah, guys okay. Now. So yeah, so that that's when they were in Hamilton, Ontario, yeah. and that didn't work. And now, as of a couple of days ago, they have announced uh, Quantum Entanglement Entertainment, which is mm. now in Adelaide Street in downtown Toronto. Oh. And Dennis Dyack is with that again, and he's still trying to get Shadows of the Eternal off the ground. Right. With this new, you can't even call it a game studio because apparently they're one of those transmedia companies. So they claim that they're going to be doing television and <coughs> movies and video games. Intriguing. All at the same time. Yeah. And doesn't seem possible. And everybody is wondering what's going to happen this time. But it's like, you know, but Dyex has made it. You know, he's moved from St. Catharines, Ontario up to Hamilton, and now mm-hmm. he's in Toronto. So, you know, he finally made it to the big yeah. times. He's Never, living ne- in Toronto where everybody actually, wants to live. You know, didn't actually do anything. Yeah. In, those, uh, in those interim years, but you know. Well, no, he he made X Men Destiny. You know, right. Kind of, okay. Just, so he did which, one which horrible was bad. thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. He also did Two Human on the Xbox 360, which yeah. was that like was one of that was one of their big exclusives, which did not take off. Right. Um, so it was supposed did, to be a trilogy. Did, so he yeah. did really well at failing upwards for the last decade. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. And, oh, and good for him. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, failing upwards. I love that expression. Yeah. Is that Kevin Smith's? <laughs> did he come up with that? I don't know. I've heard it. I've heard it okay. a lot. I thought it was just a standard issue. Okay, because uh, I mean, it's like the first be. time I ever heard anybody use that term. It was Kevin Smith. Was it? Yeah. He's one of his evening things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he was just like, you know, I don't know. In Hollywood, you fail upwards. I guess. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. A, I just thought yeah. it was a common expression, but it could have been his. I yeah, have okay. no idea. 
So anyway, yeah, yes, we're we're welcoming Dennis Dyack to Toronto, and like, right. well, I guess we'll see whether or not he actually makes it happen this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, rent is dramatically more expensive, so yeah. perhaps that'll light a fire. That's true. Yeah, you know, it's mm-hmm. like yeah, you you need something like that, you know, pushing you along. Uh, okay. In other news, um, you know of a Polish development studio called CD Projekt. They're working on an RPG called The Witcher Three: Wild Hunt. Yeah, we've talked about yeah. that. Okay, so. They've got a surprising announcement just today, which has caught everybody off guard. Mm-hmm. They have announced that for The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. there is going to be 16 small pieces of DLC coming out for the game. Oh. But the catch is, there's absolutely no catch whatsoever. Yeah. You don't have to pre-order, you don't have to buy a special edition, no nothing like that. Anybody that buys the game, regardless of whether it's physical, digital, PC, Xbox One, or PS4, they will get all 16 pieces of DLC for free. Wild. Yeah, including horse armor. Yeah, which to me is like that's definitely like a punch in the eye to Bethesda because when Bethesda first came out with Oblivion back in the day, they released like horse armor which did nothing. Mm-hmm. It was purely cosmetic. They charged two dollars and fifty cents on the Xbox Live Marketplace ridiculous. for that. It was like nuts. <laughs> but you know, CD Projekt is like our horse armor is free. Absolutely. Is that going to be the first one? I wonder. Uh, I don't know. They're, it better be. They've got horse armor. They've got beards for yeah. people that want different kinds of beards because they feel that, you know, it's like beards in character creation yeah. has been severely underserviced. Mm. So they're like, it's a beard pack. You'll finally be able to get a choice. Why don't they just put many that with the main beards, game? So. I guess they have all the rendering of beards technology is going to take Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I, either that or they just decided it's like, you know, people don't care about beards at first or something. But, you know, it's like, yeah, so there's a beard pack. There's horse right. armor. There's all kinds of other things. But it's free. For everybody, mm-hmm. which cool. is completely amazing in like this DLC microtransaction climate that we live in why now. If it's free, why even have it DLC? Maybe they didn't want to work on it until after the game was done. Okay. So yeah. I mean, it could have just been that you know because we're doing this for free, why should we like delay the game just so that we can make sure that okay, all this that stuff makes is more sense. So. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, that is common nowadays. With you have lots of expansion packs that are just kind of released to kind of extend the life yeah. of a game. It's just usually they make you pay for that, so <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just. So, yeah, this is a big difference. But, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm extremely happy about that. Um, okay, in other news, which, you know, Phil might find a little painful, is, you know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, Rockstar keeps trying to give people more reasons to buy Grand Theft Auto Five. Mm-hmm. They're showing off trailers now that are, you know, showing off the differences in pretty obvious ways, like um, there's reflections and, you know, it's like wet streets and more people on the streets and all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have also confirmed that there is going to be a first-person view mode built into the game. And um, this actually isn't half-assed. They've, they've actually created, like, you know, 300 separate new animations just for, like, showing people reloading their guns in first-person mode. Mm. And when you hop into any vehicle, whether it's um, a motorcycle or an airplane or a car, um, the dashboards are mm. all custom made and they work mm-hmm. so you can actually see the needle on the speedometers climbing and all that sort of oh, thing cool. you can when you're changing the radio stations you can actually you know it's like see the dial moving up and down or the you know it's like digital scan when it does that mm-hmm. when you look at your phone it's no longer a menu that pops up you actually see the phone in the character's hand mm-hmm. so you know it's like they they've actually tweaked it quite a bit in ways that they didn't need to but you know they decided we're rockstar and we've got the money so mm-hmm. why not um, in addition to that, there's also like a bunch of new songs and some new dialogue which has been added to the radio stations. So, cool. yeah, it's like, you know, all kinds of stuff like that, which makes me really, really happy that 
I was paranoid and cynical and just assumed they're going to come out with a PS4 version, so I'm going to wait on that. Yeah. And, you know, now my cynicism has been justified. Yeah, it just irritates the hell out of me just because, like, it, there was no reason to release it last year aside mm-hmm. from making more money. Yeah. And I don't appreciate Oh, no, you're, you're right. It was just a completely cold, calculated move on their part where it's yeah. like, Let's not tell them that there's a PS4 or Xbox One version coming out mm-hmm. because everybody will wait, mm-hmm. uh, except for the extremely cynical people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they de- I feel like they developed it as a PS4 game and then just bumped it down. To it kind of looks. Like, I mean, like you know, considering how little time. I mean, mm-hmm. like you know, a year between then and now, and mm-hmm. then they've got all of these features and all of these graphical improvements. Yeah. It pretty much gives you the idea that the PS4 and Xbox One versions were being worked on alongside. Yeah. Yeah. For the PC version, which strangely enough, they've actually delayed the release date on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, they're saying that that one is going to be pumped out at like 4K resolution. Oh, wow. Which means that, you know, it's like it's going to be the sharpest, crispest version out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't surprise me if they've actually got that running at like 60 frames per second as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, no kidding. Like, yeah, they, they haven't actually confirmed the frame rate for that. But the fact that they haven't mm-hmm. makes me think that they're probably going to put it at 60 because mm-hmm. they don't want people saying oh well if that's the case then i'll just wait for the pc version yeah. yeah so it's the same thing as with trying to get people to buy the ps3 and 360 versions that are yeah. like withholding that information so that the more impatient people will just go yeah i can't wait for this i'm gonna buy it they just cry because they never did that before they were always really good about keeping yeah games for individual it, it, systems it could just be that you know it's like 2k themselves are like you know being you know vicious money-grabbing bastards about this and yeah. saying you know it's like let's do this it was a dirty move. Yeah, it, it was a dirty move, but... You know, really like, dirty uh, move. You know, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I agree. There's yeah, nothing I mean, you, you understand why, from a business perspective, people are actually doing these sorts of things. The, the more, like, of course, the more yeah. I see, the more likely it yeah. is that they're, they, 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 they got me. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy it twice. But I just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but are you gonna, you're not going to buy it, like, immediately, are you? Like, you'll probably wait until it drops to, like, most $30 likely, or something like most that? Most likely. Uh, yeah, I'll probably wait. And, but I don't know, because I feel like if I get it immediately, I'd actually get some trade-in value for my old uh, PS3 copy. No, you won't. Well, that's I'll get some. Like 10 bucks. It's better than nothing. Better than the 2 bucks I'll get if I wait that's, until the price drops. Actually, but. that's yeah, that's true. If yeah. you wait like another year or so, yeah. then yeah, the trade-in value on that is going to go down even exactly. more. So. Yeah, so I'll probably... So that, that'll be the thing. I'll probably... If I get it when it comes out, I'll be trading in like that and infamous mm-hmm. and some other stuff. But, ugh. just don't want to have to do that. Dirty bastards. Yeah. <laughs> so frustrating. But not an so issue for me. This is going to be the first time that I'm playing it. So, okay, that's not completely true. I played up to the point where Trevor gets introduced on the PS3. Oh, so you played like a third of it. No, Trevor's pretty early on. Nope. Isn't he? Nope. Oh, yeah. Nope. You oh, played okay. like a third of the game, for okay. sure. Nope. Yeah, I just remember I got to the part where Trevor finally showed up, and then at that point I was like, okay, it's time to put it aside and just wait, which mm-hmm. is what I've been doing up yeah. until now. And it was particularly frustrating in that I didn't get the Halloween DLC that you promised me. So oh, you yeah. were right when it benefited you, but you were yeah. wrong when you benefited me. So thanks for nothing, yeah, that's, Wayne. Yeah, that's true. Thanks yeah. for nothing. Everybody was actually really surprised that... Um, <laughs> yeah, it was really frustrating. I noticed is, they, put out is... some, they put out like some combo packs for uh, the uh, GTA Online, which I just never play because yeah. it sucks. And... Yeah. Um, 
it was just like you know you could wear like a, pu- a pumpkin mask or whatever yeah. and but it felt really thrown together like all of a sudden you know like a month ago when everyone was like oh we're getting the zombies Rockstar was like oh jeez we better <laughs> we gotta put something out. They're gonna be so yeah, but I mean, they, everybody knows that we're still getting zombies just because they showed it off in the new trailer. Well, Did they show it off in the trailer? There, there was an image of a zombie, but the thing is, yeah. um, there's also a zombie in the game already. There's one guy wearing a Halloween costume on the street mm-hmm. as okay. a zombie, so it could have just been the image of him. Um, Do and, people also get abducted by aliens in the? Uh, uh, there are some. There are yeah. There is a section with aliens. Okay. Um, so it looked now it looked like it was expanded from what I saw in okay. that trailer. But, uh, yeah. I'm just not pleased about the whole thing. Yeah. No, no kidding. I feel like, but I do feel like, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a significant amount of new content in this, in, like gameplay content, yeah. in addition to all the bells and whistles. Well, because you know, anything to get people to double dip again. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. So. They, pulled such a, they pulled such a dirty move. I certainly would hope that they would uh, make it worth our while. Mm-hmm. So otherwise. Okay. Otherwise, they went. They were unquestionably my favorite developer, and now, I mean, Naughty Dog didn't pull this shit. Oh no, they did. Oh fuck everyone, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like the, the Naughty Dog put out that remaster of the Last yeah, of Us, no, which they was, totally you know, did. It's like, yeah. I mean, you know, still, it was pretty amazing, and it was. I, but it wasn't. I had. To, it wasn't as dramatically different as this looks. I must say. No, it wasn't. Like, yeah. I, it like it, it was beautiful, mm-hmm. but it, it looked like a facelift as opposed to a completely separately yeah, designed with, game. Yeah, with this one, that with was, the that whole kept, like, yeah. that was kept secret for yeah. a year yeah. while they broke sales records. Bastards. Yeah. I, could, yeah, I can actually feel the bitterness just radiating. Oh, you have no idea, Wayne. I'm, I'm really frustrated about this because I look at those videos and I want to play it so bad. Yeah. But I feel well, like so do I. based on so, Spite yeah, alone, just, I can't. Oh. And that is Rockstar wants also. to send me oh. a copy um, for to make up for what they've done to me. I'm well, good. you can always I'd borrow the office copy, I guess. You may just take it. You can just take the yeah. office copy. Or, you know, did you order a copy? Yeah, I ordered it. Fuck you, I'm taking yours. Okay. After all this. You can't. The lies and the pain. No, you can't because mine is digital. Yours so is there's, digital? There's no way that I can actually give oh. it to you. So it's well, just we'll see Wayne's crafty like that. We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be on your hard drive, right? Yeah, it will be on my hard drive. Well, I can so. get that hard drive out okay. if I really need to. Actually, you couldn't. Well, okay, you could. It's just that, you know, it's like if you were to put it on another PS4, it would, like, yeah. delete itself. It would be worth so. it. <laughs> oh, okay. It would be worth it. All right. So it's not so much about you playing the game as, like, keeping it's me you from not playing, playing the game. It. Yeah, oh, no, that's 100% okay. it. That's right, Ryan. You finally figured out my Oh, plot. well, okay. So, yeah, this is just pure spite. Yeah, it is okay. a spite for uh, well, right. I'm not okay. impressed at all on Rockstar. Right. I'm really not. Really, really not. Let's move okay. on to I don't know things. whether you're going to be impressed with this yep. or not, or whether you're going to think this is also a cheap cash grab yeah, or yeah. not. But so Majora's Mask, Zelda, I saw. No, 3DS, that's fun. that'll be fun. 2015. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So that's for that. happening. So that's not a cheap cash grab for Nintendo. Not this really. Is, this because, is okay. Not so. really because there were uh, decades in between. Okay. Um. So, I, <laughs> right, and it's also a portable version as opposed to yeah. Which a, okay. So yeah. there's never been one of those before. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. And also, I've been kind of waiting for it ever since the uh, Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that was that that worked so much better mm-hmm. than I had anticipated, and. Um, that was sort of fun as a nostalgia, a nostalgia trip, whereas Majora's Mask I didn't play. I played, for sure, but not to the extent that I played That's uh, fair. Okay. Ocarina of Time. So it'll be more of an unfamiliar, fun experience. But yeah, no, no, no. That I mean, that is certainly... Uh, obviously, there is a little bit of Dirty Pool going on there because that'll be released as a marquee uh, release and will, fe- and will feel like one in comparison to the other software available on the system. But 
know, a little less effort went into making that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, those things are pretty well done. Conversions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it Ocarina still in particular. does say something about the market these days that, you know, it's like the big releases are like this. Like, even on the Xbox One, the big news is the Master Chief Collection, which is like, yeah. mm-hmm. well, we played all these games before. Majora's Mask, we played this game but before. But even with the Master Chief, there's a, there's a difference between nostalgia mm-hmm. and repackaging something you just bought. Yeah. Like, within recent, like that, that it still has the new game smell in the mm-hmm. box. Um, so that, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, for sure. Uh, would I prefer that there be a full, like just a brand new Zelda? Brand that new that Zelda would be nice, game? wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah 100% so. I would. But uh, that being said, I have to admit, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing with Jarrah's Mouse again. Can't pretend yeah, I'm not. Because you know, yeah, if you haven't mm-hmm. played it before, if you haven't played it in a while, then mm-hmm. yeah, you're completely entitled to be enthusiastic about totally, it. Totally. Which is why I'm enthusiastic about GTA uh, 5. For sure. So, uh, <laughs> no, totally. I'm really, I'm, I'm really uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. It was, that was a really fun game. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, I haven't played it. I can't remember whether or not they announced anything about the pricing, but I imagine it won't be more than like $30. No, right? and I seem to recall that... Um, it can't be more than $30. It it's a DS be. game. Yeah. yeah so. D- no, the DS... They, or 3DS game. Yeah, 3DS. This has so. been like forty. Um, I think uh, it's been a while since I uh, okay. since I purchased one. I, I'm fortunate enough to uh, get them through my job. But um, yeah, what was I going to say about that? Um, I, from what I recall, Ocarina of Time was not like premiumly priced. Mm-hmm. It was still priced like a yeah. full game, but not as highly as like say Smash Brothers is mm-hmm. okay. uh, currently. So uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's new, that's news that I actually was genuinely enthusiastic about. Whereas the news of the first person mode on GTA Five was more of a stab in the gut um, than a uh, exciting. So I guess if they do announce like you know. A zombie expansion or something like really that. Pissed. That'll be like, I'll oh be really my pissed. god, damn you guys! I'll be really pissed, but I'll tell you something. I won't be surprised at this point. Okay. I, I feel. I, no, I feel like that uh, the casino in GTA Five everyone found that said was opening soon. I think that's clearly going to be open in this new version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. No, I, I, I think there's gonna. I mean, I'll, honestly, if there's a significant amount of new gameplay content, then it's worth the upgrade. Yeah. Then yeah. I won't be as pissed off if all I'm doing it for is first person and new graphics, which admittedly are impressive. I'll do. I'll still do it, but I'll be really angry about it. I don't blame you. Time. I yeah. don't until blame I'm playing it, and then I'll be like, oh, it's, yeah. "It's GTA." Yeah, I'm yeah. glad I did this. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it pretty much is like you know a drug addict getting mad at their dealer. It's like you can get mad, but mm-hmm. you're still coming back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah, I mean, it's that's <laughs> the unfortunate reality of yeah. the situation. Yeah, I can't I like to pretend I'm above it, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with something like, you know, yeah, you know, it's like even if, um, what are they, you know, Rocksteady games just, you know, sort of turn into like total jerks about the next Batman game. It's like, it's the next Batman game. You're going to mm. buy it. Everybody's going to buy it. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter how jerky Rocksteady is at that point. It's the next Batman game. That's yeah, fair. People exactly. will buy it. So. Which they, you know what, Rocksteady are, I, no, not Rocksteady. Warner Brothers already did that to me with Arkham Origins. Mm. It's like, hey, new Batman game. And I was like, eh, not so much, guys. Okay. It's kind of the last one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and then other news. So, like, did you actually buy the Injustice fighting game on the PS4? I did indeed. You did. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. Why? Okay, so because the other news is Sony has announced like their lineup of new games that are going to be free on PlayStation Plus. Oh yeah. God, is Injustice one of them? In January, Injustice is going to be the free game as oh. an apology for yeah. 
the uh, Drive Club PlayStation Plus edition oh. not being out yet. Yeah, so they're yeah, like, yeah. so for all you guys that didn't buy it, which is me, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. that'll be like, oh, okay, I'll just download this for free in January. Well, I can also I can now so, also add that to my uh, trade-in list. Yep. Yeah. For when I buy GTA Five. Well, but of course you have to have PlayStation Plus in order to take yeah, advantage. I know. Of it, I'll so do that. You'll have to I will. get that. And, yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. I will. <laughs> it's gonna happen, Wayne. One yeah. day it'll happen. Because otherwise it'll be like, well, where's my free game? Do you have PlayStation Plus? No, that's why you don't have that free game. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, PlayStation, yeah. and they're taking money from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're giving you stuff for it, at least. I suppose, but I feel like... I mean, like the games that you get out of Plus well outweigh the 50 some dollars it costs. I know, but I just feel like I'm being punished for Sony's, the rest of Sony's company not doing so well. Well, yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. I didn't make those decisions. Well, you are still getting free games. Well, I'm not you're, free if I'm paying for them. renting these games. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're basically, it's a, like a Netflix subscription where you get a selection of games, but yeah. you have to keep collecting. Oh, oh, I did. I am sad that they took away the instant game collection on PS3. That is kind of a sad move that you actually, now you have to kind of just make sure every single month you just dump it in your queue just to oh, make sure that, you have yeah. it. It used to be when they, was it last year or the year before, they had... Uh, the instant game collection where you could just kind of have a selection of like 10 games. Yeah, just as long as you had PlayStation yeah. Plus, that instant game collection mm-hmm. was open to everybody, but now it's timed. So every month the new games come out, and then when a new month comes in, they rotate it out, and you can never get it for free again. Oh, really? You yeah. have to pay again? So no, no, you don't no, have to no. pay again. You just ha- you just missed the chance to get it for free. Oh, I see. Yeah. You keep it, as soon as you download it or buy it for your account, it's right, going right, to be It's yours there. to keep forever. It's just that before, it's like hypothetically, it's yeah. like, you know, if... You know, Uncharted One was part of the f- instant game collection. Yeah, it's like it was there, and a year from now it'll still be there, and mm. two years from now it'll still be part of the instant game collection. So right. anybody that jumped into PlayStation Plus, they could just get on the instant game collection and automatically download Uncharted. Mm. But now they're on a rotating library, so you can only download it for free for yourself in that release month, and afterwards, if you miss that month, you'll have to buy it. But mm. you know, of course, if you picked it up on that month, then no matter how much time passes, even if you delete it from your hard drive, it's always in your download library forever, so you can just delete it and re-download it as many times as you want to. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's not bad. It it, it works out well. It's just, I am sad that people that buy the PS3 now and buy Plus no longer get it. Yeah, that was kind of like the golden age of PlayStation Plus, and it's not like that, you know, now. Although I still have a ridiculous amount of games in my Plus. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of scary how many games are on my download list thanks to PlayStation Plus. And I I don't own half of them. I just put them in the list and then eventually might download them. Yeah. There's just too many games to like, play. The yeah, Arkham Asylum was on there. And yeah. I was just like, yay, even though I actually still have my disc copy. Yeah. It's like, I, I just added that to the library anyway. So. It's a nice little it's, li- it's Batman. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually kind of liking the new um, PlayStation 4 as a digital platform. Just yeah. kind of basically using it like Steam, where you just have this pile of games you can load on when you want them. Yeah, that's true. Although Injustice is actually going to be like their first AAA disc-based game that's being added to the PS4 library. Really? Nothing's been disc-based? Up, up until now, it's all just been indie stuff. Okay. So, yeah, this will be the first one. And again, they're like, this is just as an apology yeah. for the PlayStation Plus Which is never Drive Club. That's never no, it's, it's going to happen. It's just going to happen in six months when nobody cares. Yeah. But it's basically just a demo of the game. No, know it what. wasn't a demo. I mean, it was like a few tracks and, you know, so like like some like, cars. Um, what was the Gran Turismo game they did? The um, Yeah, it was like Gran Turismo Prologue yes, where they exactly. gave you like four or five tracks and they gave you like 30 cars or something like that, which is yeah. like a fraction of the full game. So I was not a fan yeah. of Prologue. And they sold that for like 30 bucks. Yeah, it was, and it, it still was, sold like crazy because yeah. everybody was so desperate for some Gran Turismo at that point. And so. it was another two years after that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, so. that was weird. 
Okay, what else we have news-wise? Uh, that's it for me as far as like the gaming-related okay. news goes. So you know, it's like if there's anything that's you know happening, I can I can lead off with like you know some movie news to yeah. steal off. Yeah, do that. What do you got? Um, well, they you know principal photography on the new Star Wars movie wrapped up. Yep. And we've got a name. Yep, we so do. So it's it's Star Wars: The Force Awakens mm-hmm. is what they're going to be calling it, which. Fair enough. I guess it's like you know, yeah, all right. I mean, it's it's been a few years now since yeah. the um, mm-hmm. prequel trilogy ended, yeah, yeah, yeah. and people are hoping that the Force really will awaken and be mm-hmm. good this time. So you know, it's like sure. Yeah, sounds like a mission a statement. Title. I'm yeah, content yeah. with that. Yeah. Yep. No, I saw all that, and the other news that I guess um, st- <clears throat> started last week, um, continuing this week, I, but we just didn't get a, talk, a chance to talk about it is that. Um, the uh, new front runner for playing Doctor Strange is Benedict Cumberbatch. Has that been confirmed yet? Uh, it hasn't been confirmed, but I saw a really amusing interview with him on a British like entertainment news okay. show where it was before the rumors had even started, and they asked him about Doctor Strange, and he was being very elusive. And well, as soon as the camera awkwardly. Well, as soon as they have talks going underway, it's mm-hmm. a matter of the fact that he can't talk about it until it's yeah, either one way exactly. or the other. Although I just, uh, he's too hot an actor right now to see him locked up in movies for that long. I No, I could totally see it happening, for sure. I don't know. The amount of money involved in that. I mean, look, Benedict Cumberbatch is very successful, but, I mean, he's not even, like, he's not, he's, he's not Robert Downey Jr. No, no. You know what I mean? He needs Doctor Strange to make that but next the, leap where he can make whatever the he wants. the way the Marvel works now is they keep the, the money low, and then they just lock you in for like six, seven movies. Well, yeah, but then you get a percentage of the profits That's of true. the most successful movies on the planet as That's well. That's fair, Trust yeah. me, no one in the Avengers is starving. They're That's, doing no, just fine. No, no They're kidding. doing just fine. But, I mean, there are reasons that big actors do turn these roles down. Of course. Down. Of course. Most of it, I'd say, would just be time concerns. Yeah. And uh, with him, I'd say that he would be more than happy to be involved with this. I mean, it, it's just like, because, like, I agree, he is, like, a very kind of, like, hot and popular actor right now, but he's not, um, like, a commanding movie. He's not no, Robert no, Downey Jr. No, he's, not. he's not. But then even Robert Downey Jr. wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Until for Marvel. a while. Yeah. Exactly, so. yeah. So I think I think he knows as well as anyone this would be the one thing he could do to take his career to the next level. That's fair. Um, so I, I, I think you see it happening, and I, think, and I think he's a good choice. I think he would be I think he's well. a good choice, although yeah. I think... I can definitely see him... Totally nailing the arrogant yeah. surgeon, totally. you know, pre-origin phase where yeah, he's just yeah, like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm just a jerky guy who's like incredibly talented. Totally, as a doctor, he seems like and the then, right guy, and he looks kind of weird and yeah. otherworldly as well, yeah, which yeah. would fit in. No, I think I think he's a good choice. I still, obviously, um, as Wayne, you can back me up on this. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix was he would have been the, so the greatest just, possible yeah, choice, but yeah. that was just never going to happen. It well, was I mean, unrealistic. That guy. Is, that's a guy who yeah. doesn't care about <coughs> money. Yeah, no, he doesn't. So do, that he yeah. does not care. Yeah, so that made sense to me. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get that concern. That concerned. Hopefully we'll get that confirmed. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's probably going to happen though. At this point, I think like, yeah, I think it's pretty like much a ton goes of momentum saying. behind. Yeah. It. yeah, but then again, there was a ton of momentum behind um, uh, actor name that we just said, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. I just, I just, it depends if they want to fit that in their schedule. I totally, but I think he does. Okay, you difference. think so? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it he's already played Sherlock. He played Sherlock. He would he's probably played... like to stop playing Sherlock Holmes. And yeah, that would totally. be one way to do but it. But I mean, yeah, uh, totally. you also have the problem that he might already have commitments around those time frames. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like those commitments would go by the wayside. Like, I get, <laughs> I get the. Im- I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if like the next Star Trek movie they do is the last one. Oh, well, I think I mean, he's not in that one though. Mm, 
Maybe not officially, but there's been a lot of chatter. Um, I, I, I don't think want that, him back. I think, oh, he was great. I think that, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just think it makes perfect sense to me. Um, I, and like now's the time for him to strike because I, he's the type of actor where like, yeah, he's really popular right now, but unless he gets a iconic role like that, he will just become a character actor, which is not like you can still make failure. a living off of oh, that. Oh, yeah, you can totally yeah, make a failure, and that's probably like in terms of his career the most interesting yeah. way to go. But I think he realizes he could, you know, get like fifty million dollars out of this. And, that's true. It's a lot of then, money, and then never have to take a job that he doesn't want to do again. That's yeah, fair. Which is the other thing. It's like you know, a few years of your life, and mm. after that, you're set for life. So yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So I see it totally happening. Um, uh, next up, uh, oh. Uh, yeah, uh, it was announced today that uh, Mark Wahlberg will be playing the $6 billion man uh, for uh, director Peter Berg, the director of the Battleship movie, in what will soon to be the, be the worst uh, blockbuster of whatever summer that year. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a good event. $6 billion dollar man now? Well, yeah, it can't be $6 million dollar man. That, okay. Mark Wahlberg isn't even the $6 million <laughs> yeah. dollar man. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. almost every Hollywood picture is more than $6 million. Yeah, if, he got, exactly, yeah. if he got paid $6 million to play that role, he'd feel ripped off. Yeah. It wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's going to happen, and that's going to be shit. Let's it's it's it. going to be bad. Yeah. Is he still going to be called Steve Austin? Uh, I'm sure. Okay. But I mean, like, why did they just get Steve Austin? Six to be million Steve dollar Austin? man. He's not a good actor. <laughs> the six million dollar man. It was never good to begin no. with. No, I have no chance to it. Wait, you may have actually watched that. Like, oh yes, I did. Yeah. So were you were you attached to it? Is it exciting for you at all to see it coming back? The sound effect alone. It's like you know, I hear that and that just yeah, that that just stirs up the memories. Where it's like, yeah, Lee Majors, Steve Austin. The episode where he fought Bigfoot. Yeah, which yeah. was amazing. It was of better. course, yeah. Of course, so are you excited about this in any way, shape, no, or form? No, yeah, no, okay. because it's it's just another, it's like, yeah, I continue to pillage my childhood, why yeah. don't you? So, I mean, like, if this had been 10 years ago, then yeah. before my childhood had been pillaged, then yeah, yeah I might have yeah. been excited. But now that it's happened repeatedly with Transformers and all of those other movies, mm. it's really hard to get... You know, mm-hmm. you know, develop any enthusiasm yeah. about this. And the this director, of, like, director of Battleship. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just look at this and it's like, okay, so what are you going to ruin now? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're going to ruin Lee Majors and Steve Austin. It also just and doesn't seem like a concept that would be very interesting. Yeah. Just, but whatever. Especially, like, after Iron Man. Like, Iron Man was kind of the $6 million. Yeah, basically, man. yeah. So, but anyway. So that's a thing. Well, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Lots of tie-ins. Lots of bad toy placements. Yeah, it's well, going to be amazing. It'll, it'll, yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Um, next up. Um <clears throat> So Danny Boyle, uh, director of uh, Train Spotting yeah, yeah. and Something Millionaire, he's uh, p- trying to pull together a Steve Jobs movie written by Aaron Sorkin. And up until this week, uh, Christian Bale was going to play uh, Steve Jobs, but he dropped out. And now they're apparently talking to Michael Fassbender, which is sure. really weird to me. Um, he's a great actor, though. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm guessing that the Assassin's Creed movie's been put on hold for a while then. I mean, I really... I doubt that'll ever get made. To be yeah. honest. Oh, well, yeah, Fassbender is <laughs> producing it. The only oh, real, the only real failing that Fassbender has is that when he does the more heated emotional performances, yeah. his Irish accent slips through. Yeah, it does a little yeah, bit. It yeah, does. Yeah, it's yeah. like every once in a while, if he's like angry Magneto or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, there's a bit of that brogue coming mm. through right now. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm still curious to see it. Yeah, and apparently, um, 
help me out with this. Who's the partner that Steve Jobs founded Apple with? Wozniak. Wozniak. Yeah, Steve Wozniak. That, that's going to yeah. be Ro- Seth Rogen as well. As the that sounds bad. Discussion. Okay. I'm not against that. He's a good actor. Um, I don't know. It'll be weird. I'm curious. I mean, like, I just wish I knew what the movie actually was because there are good Steve Jobs movies to be made and there are bad ones like the There's one with Austin been, Kutcher. That was a bad movie. That was horrible. Yeah. So, um, I haven't seen it. It's horrible. Okay. You, you're not missing yeah. it. I didn't Wayne, bother to watch it. Wayne, you're not missing anything horrible, by not horrible, watching horrible, that. Horrible. Okay. It is just a bad movie. But this could be interesting. There's just, there's enough interesting people involved with it that. To be honest, I'm I don't confident. I don't really care about Steve Jobs movies. That's kind of the thing. Yeah. It, well, his life was you know kind be, of interesting, to but be only kind of fair. I didn't think that I would be interested in a movie about Mark Zuckerberg, but the I social wasn't. network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like the Social Network. Yeah, so. totally. But that I was know. that was Fincher. Yeah, yeah. But that's Fincher that made yeah. it good. Not this is Danny Boyle. Uh, yeah, but Danny Boyle's good at dirty. Raunchy movies. You mean, well, you mean like Slumdog yeah, Millionaire? Yeah, that dirty raunchy movie with the, the weird yeah, dance at the end. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the crowd pleasing yeah. film for families. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Danny Boyle's great. And also, he's someone who like has such a like energetic style that mm. he would actually make a movie about guys talking about technology. Feel Did he alive. do that uh, pseudo zombie movie? Was that him? Twenty Days Later. Yeah, that was totally him. That was him. Yeah. Okay. Sunshine was him. Sunshine was Hills or him. Yeah. Right. That was um, dark. That yeah. was good. And uh, 127 Hours. Yeah. And yeah, you know, he's done some great stuff. So I, yeah, I'm color me curious. I'm on interested. That one. I'm interested. I'll say that. Um, yeah. and the next one. Oh, uh, Clive Barker has. Uh, written Whoa, Clive Barker! Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, has submitted a script for a new Hellraiser movie. Wasn't that supposed to be done like two years ago? They've been going back and forth on it. The problem was before was it was during the era of the like PG thirteen. Oh, now this, like, Clive screw Barker it, just was not R. interested, and now Dimensions agreed to do it hard R. And uh, they've also agreed to rather than doing a reboot, they'll bring back Doug Bradley as Pinhead. How old is he now? And doesn't matter. Makeup. And yeah, makeup uh, will be fine. yeah there's you really you just yeah. see his general yeah. face. Or just Fair make enough. him CG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And voice. No, 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 no. no. Way worse, way yeah. worse. Um, and uh, and uh, he talked a little bit about it in an interview recently. Didn't get into too many details, but he said that a big part of it would be about the man who created the puzzle box. Didn't they already do that once, and that was bad? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Although, interesting point. Do you know who played the guy? No. Aaron Aaron Scott. I'm looking blankly. Is you that know. it? Aaron Scott? What is it? Something what is Scott. What has he done? He's the guy from Party Down and um, Parks and Recreation. Oh, really? Okay. And Adam Scott. Okay, there you go. Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott played the guy in that. So that That's makes it inadvertently weird. hilarious now. That was a bad uh, movie. Presumably they won't get a future comedi- uh, comedian to play no. uh, the guy this time. Anyway, just the fact that Clive Barker's doing it but uh, I'm, I'm makes me very intrigued. More importantly, I kind of want to see what they wanted a Hellraiser movie to be as PG-13. I mean... I just, just I'm curious. The it. entire movie is about lust yeah, and like, pleasure and pain makes, makes and no sense. Would have chains been, would have been impossible. Bondage yeah. gear. This is happening. But no, I'm in. If only because, like, the Hell... As we talked about last week, the Hellraiser series has been in an unfortunate state for several Since decades. Several decades. Second and one. five movies now. Yeah. So it would be really nice um, uh, to have, have you, another have good Have you seen Hellraiser the latest movie. one? No, I can't do it. it. It's so bad. I've seen footage of the non-Doug Bradley pinhead. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. It, it, it's really bad because... Yeah. It's kind of like a found footage movie. Yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, yeah. It, then it it's weird that it, it goes to weird Mexican killing people in bathrooms. Yeah. It, it gets weird. Yeah, there's a lot of those movies that are embarrassing. So I, anyway, I'm I, I hope that actually happens. It would be nice to have another. 
decent Hellraiser movie. And and then just nice to have Clive Barker involved because he hasn't been. So it would for just about be the years script. Now. He's not directing or anything like that. No, just, I don't think okay. he's interested in directing anymore. Okay. Um, but you never know. Hmm. Anywho. That's that. And then finally a couple TV things um, that are also movie-related. Uh, Ridley Scott is going to be turning uh, 3001, Arthur C. Clarke's 3001, oh my into God, a yes, television that's series. Right, I did. Wait, wait, wait. TV? Yeah. Oh, this isn't going to be a movie? Mm-mm. Oh, for some reason series. I was under the impression that it was going to be a... Oh, okay. No, nope, no, nope, it's mm. going to be a TV series. Interesting. Um, now, I don't know 3001. I read it. Yeah, was I it am, good? I am very familiar with it. It is... Um, okay. Like, here's the thing. Um the 2000 or the odyssey series whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it you know it's like it's run in the books you can in no way shape or form associate it with 2001 a space odyssey oh, yeah, 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 like yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah, like those course, things arthur c clark is like you know a very straightforward science fiction writer he tackles like you know big ideas about technology and all that even the even the book of 2001 is far more straightforward oh yeah it's incredibly yeah, straightforward yeah, yeah, i mean it's yeah, like yeah. you know when uh like you know for better or for worse i had read the 2001 novel before mm. actually watching the 2001 movie it certainly helps make it more comprehensive yeah. so when i watched it and it's like you know you get to the you know stargate sequence yeah, yeah, yeah. in the hotel room and all that and i was like okay i don't know whether it's good or not but i know exactly what's happening here because yeah, yeah. i remember reading the book so i yeah, know what this yeah, yeah. is all about so Everybody else was like, I don't understand what's happening. And I was like, oh, no, dude, he's, like, sort of being prepped for, like, you know, a higher form of, like, evolution, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. Um, And then he continued on with that with, like, you know, 2010. 2010 was actually really, really close to the original novel. If yeah. you ever watched yeah, the yeah, 2010 yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah. So, it's not yeah. great, but it's okay. But, but yeah, you know, it's like the, the plot and the characterization and, you know, it's like and all that. It's, it's very, very true yeah. to the original I got novel. that impression, yeah. yeah. And then there was um, 2061, which I don't think is ever going to get turned into okay. a movie. Uh, and then after that, they hop over to 3001 A Space Odyssey. And the plot for that is, you remember from 2001 A Space Odyssey when Hal kills this first person and that was yep. like Frank Poole doing the extravehicular Activity where yep. he just bumped him off and sent him hurtling Flo- into space. nowhere, yeah. yeah so, so he comes back. So three thousand one is they actually still find Frank Poole's body a thousand years later, like you know, cool. floating through interstellar space. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, it's three thousand one. We have the technology, so Let's they bring him back. They bring him back, and yeah. he's got to deal with what Earth is like. Yeah, and every a now thousand that, years yeah, later, now yeah. that everyone's involved with the fifth dimensional state from the end of two thousand one. It's um, it's it's it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, the monolith and what it's doing yeah. with like experimenting with life and all that sort of thing. It still mm-hmm. plays a major role in mm-hmm. there, but the big draw of the novel was what Arthur C. Clarke was saying that people would be like a thousand years from now, which yeah. is you know, it's like pretty disturbing. Interesting. Um, so it's like a dystopic type of no, story. It's, no, it's it's not. It's 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 only it's only dystopic if, you know, from a twenty first century point of view gotcha. of what you think humanity is supposed to be like. But you know, for these guys, it's like, you know, it's like, no, there's there's nothing, you know, it's like weird or funky about this at all. This is just evolution. You know, Interesting. Like, you know, it's like, we've we've moved on, dude. It's like, you know, you're the one who's like, oh, I can't handle this. Do you think it's doable as a TV series? Um, it would definitely be easier to do. Like, yeah. You know, kind of like in the same way that, you know, um, when they did, you know, Dune as a yeah, television yeah, miniseries, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. and that novel went on for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages. Yeah. So... Obviously, when you do it as a miniseries, you can actually show more of what actually happened yeah. in the book as opposed to the amazing David Lynch interpretation. Yeah. I like which David I still Lynch. enjoy to this day. No, I, I'm sorry, Phil. It's like I actually did enjoy, even though it I could am be. A fan I, to be honest with you, I've never made it all the way through. Okay. No, I've no, tried watching it a number of times over the course of my life, and I've never, never done it. Do you have it on Blu-ray? Yeah, I do. 
Can I borrow, I will, I could I borrow that, that from you? Yes, I wouldn't mind. Yes, yeah, I will I bring mind that to you so you can, yeah, yeah, okay. How, how far have you gotten? I don't even remember, to okay. be honest. I like I rented on VHS once, and I tuned out at a certain point, okay. and then I tried watching scenes from it on television over the years, and like it's beautiful to look at. It's just I have no fucking clue what's happening. Yeah, at that's any given time. that's also the big problem with it is that you know it, it really helps and, if you've read the book. Yeah, before well, and that's the it. other thing is that it's also uh, Frank Hubert represents the type of science fiction writing where it's more about world building than storytelling. Yeah, that is, is not yeah. my favorite. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that being said, I love David Lynch, so I yeah. wouldn't mind and, just yeah, for the, the imagery movie alone. Is weird yeah, for and sure. So crazy. I, totally. So, yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't mind trying, giving it another go just for the imagery alone. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. So there's that. And then the other TV movie news is that MTV has picked up the television series based on Scream, which is ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. Which Why is not? Ridiculous. Okay. Well, it's just such a bummer because Scream I actually rewatched um, over Halloween, and I think it is like an f- amazing little movie. Well, the first one is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Scream because is, it just is, deconstructs yeah everything. Well, it's about brilliant movies, and it's yeah, actually so. terrifying, mm-hmm. and there's so, and it's so clever. There's so much good stuff about that, and everything else I've ever done is not even close to as good. No, and it's just continuing to dilute the uh, the Scream franchise in a way I don't appreciate. But anyway, that's the thing. It's gonna happen. Get ready for that. Fair enough. And it'll be on uh, network television, so there'll be no violence. Or yeah, gore. Oh, no actually, blah. no, wait. You can't. You actually, yeah, you can do Hannibal? a lot. Yeah, it's true. You can do a lot of gore now, so maybe that, that'll that be fine. You could give the TVM or a totally, As long yeah, as it's, it's after nine, I think is what it is. Yeah, you can get away with a lot now. So mm-hmm. No okay. swearing or sex, yeah, but anything yeah. else goes. Which oh, okay. makes no sense to me, All but right. whatever. Yay, oh, no, U.S. rating system. No, that's yeah. the North American culture of violence. Yep, yep, yep. Violence is fine, but as soon as you show a nipple, that's right out. Yeah, everything's wrong. Okay. Yeah. So that's it from so news yeah. on my Procreation own. is bad, but killing is good. But killing so, is good yeah. for whatever goddamn reason. Yeah. But anyway, so that's it. I'm done. All right. Yep. I guess I can do movies now. So, yeah, yeah. you can do movies. Yeah. Because what have you seen, Phil? Well, first off, I saw Interstellar. Interstellar, the new Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. Speaking of 2001. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, See, I really want to like this movie, even though I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I'd like to like this movie. Can, me, I, can me, I like me it? Me too. Yeah. Uh, depends. Uh, I, 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 I don't dislike it. I'll okay. say that. Um, certainly, uh, I, I'd say it's very comparable to The Dark Knight Rises. And okay. that the ambition is uh, remarkably admirable. Um, some of the, I, I highly, highly, if you're going to see it at all, I really mac- recommend going to see it in IMAX because they shot over the ha- half the film in the format so and it's when you extraordinary. Say, when, when you liken it to Dark Knight Rises, do you also mean they probably could have cut 30 minutes from it? Oh, they could have cut an, they could have cut an hour. Oh, it okay. been fine. And, uh, there's a lot, it like it, there's, there's a lot of really rough dialogue. There's some, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, Plot holes. It, it feels it's similar to. It, it wouldn't surprise me if a similar situation happened with Dark Knight Rises, where like he pitched it and they were like, "Great, here's the date it has to come out." And he's like, "Could I have more time to write the script and make sure it works?" And they were like, "Well, you should really start shooting next week if you're going to have this in screens in time." I got that impression. So, uh, broadest possible strokes of the story, which won't give away very much. Matthew McConaughey plays an astronaut turned farmer in a slight, uh, slightly dystopic, if not slightly, very dystopic future, where uh, due to some unnamed. World World War catastrophe. The entire Earth is essentially a dust bowl now. Okay. Food is crumbling by the day. All the resources are disappearing. Basically, we're just down to corn and livestock. And uh, he <clears throat> he's a single father, two children. Daughter starts noticing strange phenomena in her room, which she thinks are ghosts. He deciphers it as actually being uh, 
uh, binary code, which is which then turns out to be a, a location nearby. They go to the location. It turns out NASA has actually always been around. And uh, led by Michael Caine, they've discovered a uh, wormhole and Saturn that leads to another uh, solar system, which has planets that could potentially be used uh, for, for human for humanity to move to. So, do, do they ever explain why this ghostly binary code is appearing in his house? Yes. Okay. Um, is it a sense? good reason? No. Yes and no. Okay. Um, so they uh, Matthew McConaughey agrees to go on this mission um, with one of two possible outcomes. Number one, after many many years, they will return and uh, take as many people, as many of as much of the human race back to these new. Will they still be alive can. afterwards? Number two, okay. um, it, if they cannot get back, they take a uh, tank full of frozen human embryos and they will restart the human race on the new planet. So that's about the first, like, 45 minutes of the movie. There are many, 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 many different things happen after that, and I feel remiss to say what they are, okay. even if many, even if some are bad and some are good. Um, as I said, on a visual level, it's amazing. There are sequences in it that absolutely are stunning. Are they and, comparable and, to 2001 with the whole wow factor of, like, space? Yep. Wow. Yep. Although okay. I although I will certainly say that I'm sure last year um, when Christopher Nolan watched uh, Gravity, he was like, God damn it. They did the same effect, but without all this complex nonsense that I can't get right. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's some extraordinary images. I can't recommend it enough in IMAX. Um, it also, he does this sort of patented thing where he combines multiple stories, uh, storylines that then uh, climax simultaneously with a lot of cross-cutting. He does it, like, numerous times in the movie. There are moments there where it's, abs- where it's absolutely gripping. Um, it's also... Uh, I, I, weirdly for the first time his attempt to make a kind of emotional and moving film and there are scenes in it that I found extraordinarily powerful there are also sequences that are mind-bogglingly cheesy um, it's yeah I would say it, it I, I think it is very comparable to The Dark Knight Rises in that it's a grand vision um, with many 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 problems but such it's, it's such strong like moments ideas sequences okay. and effects that I would still wholeheartedly recommend it and I'd still even say overall it is a good movie I prefer a movie that fails under the weight of its own ambition than a movie that fails because no one bothered to try that's very true so um, yeah I would say like what um, uh, what Inception was The Dark Knight which was sort of his sort of personal variation on the same type of cinematic experience um, this is to Dark Knight Rises um, just as imperfect but uh, just as extraordinary when it hits its stride so yeah i definitely recommend it i really insist on seeing it in imax beyond the um beyond the extraordinary extraordinary imax imagery uh some of the sound design um is like physically affecting no, so like, like mystical and philosophical yeah. the way 2001 how does it compare yeah. to uh, the fountain with hugh jackman oh <laughs> you know what that's an i'd say that's an interesting point of comparison okay. i haven't thought of before now that i'd say it's it, it's similarly flawed to the Cause, fountain because when you talk about like a okay. weird mystical yeah. science fiction and all that it's like i remember watching the fountain and thinking okay this isn't a perfect movie but there's yeah. some interesting there's stuff some yeah. really good concepts absolutely i'd say it's, i'd say it's similar I, okay. i'd say it's actually i did like the fountain as flawed me as too. it was it was oh no me, yeah. me too and i'd say I feel the sa- about the same way okay. um, about uh, Interstellar as I do The Fountain. I wish I had thought of that comparison when I wrote my review. Okay. Um, the point of comparison I drew to is uh, obviously 2001. Beyond yeah. how similar 
it, it obviously is. Uh, there are in numerous references uh, to it in the film, and also uh, another one I thought. Do Daniel Waltz just sort of kicks in in space at some point? <laughs> no, not music. Oh, more okay. more I- ideas and images. Okay. Um, and also uh, the abyss. I thought was a point of comparison where it's similarly um, trying to make something kind of uh, awe-inspiring right. and, and beautiful, yeah. while also yeah. um, hard being, science with heartwarming. Exactly, okay. while also being very heartwarming and filled with action scenes. Right. Now, so now and, let me ask you one. So thing. yeah, I'd say it's probably. Um, yeah, somewhere between the abyss and the fountain. Let me ask you one thing: um, if people are not looking to see this in IMAX, is it worth seeing this in the theater? Yeah. Okay, so it yeah, is yeah, still yeah. worth seeing in the theater. Oh, for sure. Okay. I would just say if you can make it to IMAX, do okay. it because that's even so it's better. It's not one of the movies right that it's better just to wait till it comes no, out. No. Okay. Absolutely not. No, it, and that's and that's one of the nice things about it is that it is a movie that like fulfills all of the grand spectacle you'd want out of going okay. to the theater for while at the same just, time bothering to actually have some sort of it just doesn't it. it just kind of collapses under its own yeah complexity. it's just there are, i mean like again i don't want to get into details because i don't want to wreck it for That's people fair. to see it but yeah there are just some there are some dumb ideas and some and some really horrible dialogue and and really bad jokes too in fact there's a really kind of funny element to it in that there's a, a, a robot in the movie he serves a sarcastic robot and he he has a they, he has a light that blinks to let everyone know that he's joking. Yeah, which I thought was a kind of amusing metaphor for uh, Christopher Nolan's lack of humor, where he's the only filmmaker I can think of who needs a character he needs a light. to acknowledge yeah. when there's supposed to be a joke, um, because otherwise you probably aren't yeah. going to notice. That's fair. Um, and yeah, no, McConaughey's really good. Um, uh, Hathaway's good. The, the, whole, the whole cast is good. And Hathaway's just, in there. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. She plays um, uh, Michael Caine's daughter, one of the astronauts that sure Why goes not? with uh, with with Matthew McConaughey. Hey, um, uh, Matt Damon pops up at a certain point with a really interesting role. Uh, it has one of the more uh, creative and originally designed robots I've seen in a okay. really, really long time, which I don't want to. Does uh, he describe. become evil? No. Okay. Um, so no, we're talking too much about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too, too much plot discussion. But anyway, I, I definitely. I will find out for myself when I watch it, not for in sure. IMAX. For sure. No, you should. You know, years from now, you know, on Blu-ray. You really should watch it in IMAX, Wayne. It's an extraordinary experience. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I do recommend it with a variety of buts involved. And um, yeah, a lot of it's all about expectation. I think that's the problem with Christopher Nolan is that he's become, he sort of dialed himself into the pop culture so strongly with yeah. Dark Knight that I, I think he's... Okay, but if I go into this thinking that this is going to be a flawed yet interesting science fiction film, I will think to myself, yeah, okay, I was not disappointed. Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think the problem with him is, is just in general, he's sort of, yeah, like I say, he hit the pop culture so hard that he sort of became yeah. considered a um, sort of Masai, like a, yeah. a great filmmaker of the era, which I don't think he is. I think he's a really... Um, I mean, I, mean, like I mean, it makes sense. I, it's, it's appropriate in a way in that he's working in blockbusters and blockbusters are the dominant movie-making yeah. mode and he does make really challenging interesting films within that genre but he's not he's not stanley kubrick well, i mean um, he, he just I, makes interesting puzzle box movies i did enjoy the prestige as well that was a really that's my least favorite really i yeah, enjoyed by it by far it had david bowie as uh, nicolay tesla yeah of course that that's was great hilarious. that, that was is great hilarious. but i think i i think it's uh the 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 the, the biggest the, the the thing that i find amusingly shitty about the prestige is it's a movie that sets up the prestige as being the most important part yeah. of the magic trip and then goes out of its way to draw parallels between its own plot structure and a magic trip and then totally fucks up the prestige. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. <laughs> and I find so as a def as a cinematic definition of irony, excellent work. I mean, yeah, the actual 
Yeah. The, the payoff was just like, okay, sure. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So well, it had some haunting images in that basement, though. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a talented guy. Yeah. And all, I think that he, all his movies are always worth seeing, whether or not they're hugely strong. That's I, fair. I don't think there's, none of them are perfect. The closest nope. one is Memento. And <clears throat> oh, even that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And even that's, yeah, not with it's, it's flaws. It's highly flawed. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. No, I would definitely, I, 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 I absolutely recommend it. It's just not, it's for a movie that's trying to be a sort of, 2001 for its era, yeah. a, a masterpiece of blockbuster filmmaking. It is not bad, but it is certainly very interesting. It's kind of sure. making me watch. Nonetheless, it's kind of making me want to watch The Fountain again for some yeah. reason. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's a good, like, it's a good it's like, yeah, just sure. Should we move on to the next movie? Yeah, sure. Um, I can actually talk to this one. Yeah, it's true. Big Hero Six, um, which is uh, the latest Disney animated movie. You liked it a lot less than they're I did. taking it. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I didn't love it. Um, yeah, so it's a new Disney animated movie, and it's also a Marvel movie. They've taken an obscure Marvel property called Big Hero 6 about a boy who's friends with a robot who forms a superhero team. Um, yeah, what I would say, I think it's, I think it's definitely cute. I think it's, it's adorable. It's, it's entertaining. It's um, the the action's well done. The animation's beautiful. Um, ultimately. I think it, the, the 3D was a waste. Yeah, the 3D was a waste. Superhero fatigue really set in for oh, me because yeah. it is just another origin story that ends as soon as the group is formed mm-hmm. um, to cynically set up a sequel. And so I found that a bit tiresome. I'm going to throw it out there one thing I didn't like, yeah. just just to throw it out there. Yeah. Um, it felt too easily wrapped up. Like the villain yeah. got everything that bad happened other than his I, I don't want to spill anything. Yeah. Everything bad happened but one event yeah. was all reversed and it's all okay now. Yeah. And it, it felt too easy. Yeah. It's a very, very calculated movie on many, many ways. It's calculated to be commercially appealing for its moment. It's calculated to be in, it, it, to give the illusion of some sort of danger when no one's yeah. ever actually in danger. Um, yeah, it's as calculated as a Disney production as you're likely to see, and they are a company that specializes in commercial calculization. Um, I also found, uh, just personally, because I love these movies so much, it really irritated me um, in that it's essentially um, half The Incredibles, half Iron Giant. Oh, very much stealing so. Stealing liberally. Like from, all Brad Bird. Yeah, stealing very liberally from Brad Bird to the point where like, I really do hope he gets some sort of payment or yeah. compensation for this because he deserves it. They couldn't have made the movie without him. It's more inspired by him than the yeah. original comic. But all that being said, it's totally fun. And the target audience that it's made for is not going to notice any of the stuff I just complained well, about. Well, yeah, I mean, because like a, a being, kid who's watching is going to be too busy having their mind blown exactly, and you know, forever burned exactly. with, like, this is the greatest thing ever. Exactly. They're being introduced to all these yeah. things that I'm bothered by as cliches. Yeah. And it'll be a great sort of gateway drug to get them into first Brad Bird and then the entire superhero genre as a whole. So uh, I think Is that it, a good thing? Totally. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so well, I, I think that The Incredibles is bad. No, the, that part okay. I think is good. Okay. I just mean... It's, it's, it works as more of a marketing machine for it's, it's self-perpetuating oh, marketing yeah. machine. Like the original Star Wars wasn't? Oh, yeah. it was too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's very calculated. But I think, yeah, no, I think for the target audience it's great if you're an old or more cynical yeah. superhero. We like ourselves, you will. It's very easy to poke holes of, but it's impossible to completely dismiss. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Uh, particularly the character of Baymax, I really enjoyed. I thought that was clever. I mean, and, that it was has, b- and it has a really fantastic, uh, almost parody of the Marvel end scene. I did have to say there was the one scene, um, I can't talk about any of the stuff, mm-hmm. but the scene in the la- in the old lab, that doesn't say anything to anyone, yeah. but that actually did uh, kind of show what Baymax could do, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 as vague as that is for our yeah, audience I there, know what you mean. 
I, I thought there was some really good, smart scenes. Yeah. But oh, no, I, there's great stuff in there. It's just as a whole, it's yeah. so familiar. I couldn't, but I, I, I never got like wrapped I, up in it. But I have to say one thing. I did not like the group, the mm-hmm. team they had, the, the yeah. range of eclectic, smart people. Yeah, they were all pretty cliched tech yeah. characters. Um, yeah. Then you had the weird stoner and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had, the, I didn't really like the main character either. I, I found him kind of annoying. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing I found, and I can describe this because this happened in the first few minutes. So our main character hero is a 10-year-old obsessed with robots, building battle bots. He lives in the same room with his brother who goes to the most prestigious robot academy in the world. Yeah. And yet, despite the fact they live in the same room and all they do is work in robotics, the younger brother has no idea his brother's even interested in robotics. Yeah. Until he chooses to take him to the school, which is just, like, give me a break. Like, at least try. Yeah, unless he's just <laughs> never <laughs> at least, home. At least try. At least have the kid be aware of this robot yeah. school. Ugh. But anyway, um, yeah, anyway, yeah, like I still like I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not not recommending it. I'm just saying it's not like an instant classic. If you, The Incredibles is watch The Incredibles instead. Um, well, that, that's a given. I mean, the Incredibles yeah. is a fantastic movie. For sure. This but, is nothing compared for sure. to that. But if you have a kid, take the kid. The kid's going to love it. And oh, yeah. you won't want to shoot yourself in the face. This is so not a, something. This is not a dark as dark a movie as The Incredibles. No. It's much more upbeat and happy. Yeah, but it is it, it is it is a good time, and uh, yeah, and we also I did an interview with Scott Adsit, who voiced uh, Baymax the robot, and is also a really cool uh, sort of cult comedy figure. He did the show Moral Oral, which was like oh I loved that show. Yeah, 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 an incredibly blasphemous show. I talked to him a lot about like how that ended and their challenges making that, and uh, talking about being on Mister Show and working with Bill Murray and being on Curb Your Enthusiasm. All sorts of good stuff, so I really recommend checking that out. That was a fun uh, interview. Is that online? Should be as of today because today's Friday. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, and is there anything else worth mentioning? Oh, the Stephen Hawking bio comes out this week too. It's just kind of corny and. It's, Who's playing it, Stephen Hawking? Um, I'm blanking on the actor's name right now, okay. but he, um, you would you would recognize him. Yeah, I think he's in Game of Thrones. He's a young British actor who's done a lot of stuff sure. recently. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, that like, looks bad. The only movie I can think of that he was in off the top of my head is Black Death, which I'm assuming you haven't seen. Oh, that's a bad movie. That's a great movie. What are you talking about? With the weird, like, plague? Yeah. That's amazing. With the, 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 the Templar Knights and the yeah. plague? It's amazing. I haven't seen I, it. I th- it's, it's in Netflix. It's under the horror section. Yeah. So I thought it was going to be a horror movie. It is. It's not really. It's totally a horror movie. Not really. It's miserable and horrifying. It's horif- It's horrifying and the kind of miserable, this is what life was like. It's a horror life. movie. It's one of those horror movies. It's a horror movie because you can't classify it as anything else. That's fair. What who, it was? Um, he's the young guy, the priest. Who was the other guy? The um, Sean Bean. Sean, Sean Bean. Yeah, he's in it. He yeah. dies. Shockingly. Of course. Wow, yeah. yeah. Sean um, Bean died again. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. But um, anyway, no. What I would say about the Stephen Hawking movie is that um, it's the Stephen Hawking movie you'd ex- expect. They dabble a bit in his theories, but it's mostly about how he's an inspirational figure for us yep. all because of his triumph over adversity. Um, it also uh, centers primarily around his relationship with his first wife because it's based on her autobiography. It deals with the fact that he then uh, cheated with her as a paraplegic, but uh, kind of glosses over it in a way that I found <laughs> in a way that I found frustrating simply because like that's such a compelling aspect yeah. of him. But at the same time, no one's going to make a raging bull movie for Steve, style movie for Stephen Hawking. So yeah. as a, it, um, it's directed by James Marsh, who did uh, Man on Wire, amazing okay. documentary. Um, and and he's a very talented guy. He there he comes up with a couple of really ingenious ways of sort of visualizing Stephen Hawking okay. coming up with his theories. Uh, the central performance by the main actor, whose name I wish I could remember right now, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like he does a really great job of showing the degradation. And then when he finally gets to the point where he is um, stuck in a chair, he not only manages to communicate every thought and emotion going through his head without not moving. He 
is frozen in an expression yeah. that could only be Stephen Hawking. So he's extraordinary. It does what it does. It's just ultimately the kind of fluffy, feel-good Stephen Hawking movie that you expect. Um, another movie that comes out this week, and this will be my last one, uh, <laughs> that I would recommend is called Kung Fu Elliot. It's a documentary. It's about a guy from Newfoundland who is the self-proclaimed kung fu movie king of Canada because he makes his own incredibly amateurish uh, kung fu movies that he stars, writes, and directs in. They're horrible. He's insane. Um, for the first like <laughs> half hour or so, you're just watching it and laughing at him, and he's so funny. Um, like he's got this like poor girlfriend who he like gets to come out and film him make these horrible movies and it's just a pathetic silly funny thing and then just when you get to the point where you're like i feel almost uneasy watching this because these guys are so blatantly making fun of these this guy they start spending more time with him and it becomes clear that he's a just total raging sociopath is he really and a horrible guy and the documentary ultimately ends because he gets a physical fight with the filmmakers and then disappears and it's a really fascinating like hilarious comedy turned accidental psychodrama that's completely real and this guy's out there right now doing something uh, horrible I'm sure <laughs> and uh, I just thought it was fascinating it was one of the more interesting documentaries I've seen in the past few years really really fun really dark really funny what's it called Kung Fu Elliot and it's it's you, starting to play in theaters in Toronto right now okay um, I'm sure it'll do a little bit more in like major cities in Canada mm. and then inevitably it will go on Netflix and I highly recommend it played like I uh, played Hot Dogs last year played, okay played South by Southwest okay it's, it'll become one of those little cult documentaries you see pop up on streaming services but uh, yeah if you're in Toronto or if uh, if you see it pop up on on demand, Interesting. I really recommend it. It is unlike uh, unlike anything you've seen, um, so just because sh- there's there's only one of this guy, and thank God for that. We we don't need to see this in IMAX, right? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That no, doesn't no. complete one, the experience. You, no, okay, no, no. Right. You can watch this one on your phone. It'll okay, be fine. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now should we I, move I over? Would, to... I would feel pretty bad if you're like you need to see this in IMAX. <laughs> no, no, it's no. not complete unless you. Just, <laughs> no, no, no. You got to see this guy's nostril bigger than you. That's that's the complete viewing experience. That's interstellar. Okay. Shall we move over to what you've been playing? Um. Let's start with you, Phil, because sure. you've been talking anyways. All right. And you've been playing that amazing... I, I played Bayonetta. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah, good. Yeah, Bayonetta 2, which I really, really adore. Yeah, I've been playing a really shady Power Games, Power Ranger <laughs> game as well, but I'll, wait, like, I'll talk about that next Bayonetta week. 2, best action game of 2014? It's the best, yeah, it's the best I've played in this new generation, okay. for sure. Well, I was trying to think, like, what is the competition? What are yeah. the other really great action games? I can't games? think of like, any. Because, uh, like, the best action game of the last generation was Bayonetta. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but what would compare? I mean, like, uh, Infamous, I guess? Infamous is yeah. More of a, like an no, 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 no. I mean, it's like the, the closest analog to this game would be like, you know, Devil May Cry. You know, right, right, right. Third person brawler. Yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. Of course. Uh, no, yeah. I thought, yeah, no, it was like the first level, like when you start, yeah. like, like there's a tutorial, but the first actual level where you're playing on a level, you're on a jet fighter as it's flying through a city. Okay. That's the sequence up guys. that I played at yeah. um, E3, and which it's, is just nuts. It's amazing, and somehow it only gets crazier from there. Um, I thought the uh, the combat system is like incredibly simple to use yeah, yeah. and yet very very deep. You can do some incredible combos and everything. Um, each level, I, I was just impressed by how it never felt repetitive. Like every the, you 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 obviously repeat some enemies, yeah. but it never gets to the point where you feel like you've fought the same guy too many times. No, it's like the, the, the pacing the, is it's yeah. perfect. The yeah. bosses are massive and insane. There's always some sort of really hilarious right. and crazy animation that leads you to kill them excuse me when you kill them um you feel incredibly powerful like there was never a moment like you can't you should never take anything for granted it is a game that 
you know, it's not yeah. like a, it's not like you walk through it, but you as Bayonetta, you feel so powerful that even if like a two story dragon yeah. showed up, it was like it's gonna be fun. Chop you up, buddy. Right. Um, there was oh, yeah. no, I was never concerned about anything. Um, the story. I tuned out of pretty much instantly. Um, that bad? It doesn't it? Just is nonsensical, and it doesn't matter. Um, but it, it wasn't. Yeah, that doesn't. It doesn't. Who cares? Um, when when it goes like the cutscenes are so fast and normally violent that it doesn't really matter if you're paying attention or not. Um, there was some like kind of juvenile poo poo pee pee sweary humor that I just that I didn't really appreciate because it was just kind of dumb. And, Fair enough. Um, okay. Also, Bayonetta is so extremely sexualized that I could see some people being offended. I didn't. My thing was it was so extreme, it felt like a parody of anime which conventions. It, which it was. Yeah, yeah. It to- which it totally is. So, like, it's all tongue-in-cheek. It's all good fun. So that, that stuff never bothered me. And, yeah, just more than anything else, it was, like, the most en- purely entertaining game I've played that this generation. Sense. It's also uh, beautiful. Like, yeah. It, it looks as good as any next gen thing on show really shows what the Wii U is capable of mm-hmm. and it's something for people that don't own a Wii U to be jealous of because oh, I am. this is yeah. an incredible game. Now let me ask you one thing. Um well two things actually. Mm-hmm. Uh you said there is a lot of like over sexualization. Do you yeah. think that would do you think that will limit who should play this game based on like um what well, it's a rated be. M game anyway. Yeah, it? I know, I know so. but uh, like, will you say that this is not a game meant for women or anything like that? No, I mean, like I said, it, it's also tongue in cheek. As okay, long so as you have a sense of humor about so it, it. it's well, not that, uh, like Bayonetta is not like you know a weak, helpless female. No. That's yeah, and she, it's true. Yeah, and she and she's the most she's, she's in the control. Most, yeah, she's like, the yeah. most powerful character in the game by far. I mean, like if you're just bothered by overt and unnecessary gratuitous sexualization yeah. in general, then yeah, don't play it. Okay, because that's a yeah, but it was much. it was like that in the first game. Yeah, totally. Well. Yeah, I mean, okay. like, totally. But I yeah, but like I said, I don't think it is in any way offensive. I okay. think it's I think it's silly enough that if you don't get the joke, then you know You're probably why, why are you playing yeah. a game called Bayonetta in the first place? Fair really. Enough. So it's it's not like it's a uh, overly offensive game. No, it just has I just a lot feel of the nonsense. need to mention it. Okay. Because it's like you can't yeah. Ignore it. Yeah, it's, fair enough. Yeah, like most of her super moves involve her clothing being stripped off. Fair for enough. Example. And her yeah. and her clothing's made of her hair. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like it's I yeah you need to acknowledge it, but it didn't. Yeah, it never okay. bothered me. It's okay. just un, yeah, like undeniable. It'd be like playing Mario and being and not mentioning the fact that there are Goombas. You know what I mean? Or uh, he's a horribly racial stereotype. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So um. Now, yeah, uh, excellent. Can't recommend it. Now, anymore. one more question. Does this feel like a, ge- a game that Nintendo would normally publish? Never. No. Never. And that's well. part of what's so exciting about it. Okay. Is it really shows that like a third-party company can come in on their own terms and make something that in no way... Like, you know, there, there were a lot of third-party games that I yeah. loved on the Wii, like No More Heroes, for example. And I thought that was an extraordinary game, but it felt like... Uh, is it Suda Fifty One? Suda Fifty One, yeah. 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 Thanks. It felt like Suda Fifty One was dial- was holding back, yeah. for the capabilities of the Wii, and he did a great job with that. There was a lot of fun nostalgic thing to take advantage of that, but any third party company that was making a game for the Wii, you knew it was for the Wii. Okay. You were you were changing what you were doing. This game, if they put it out on Xbox and PlayStation, PS Four would be just as impressive a game. Fair enough. So I think that it's a, sh- a good showcase for that. I really, I know it has not been doing well in sales. I, I no kidding. I, I, I really encourage people to go and check it out simply because it proves that yeah. 
Um, but it's it's suffering from the usual. It's like, oh, Nintendo didn't make this game on a Nintendo machine. I'm not going to buy it exactly. then. Because I Nintendo, want Mario. But Nintendo did publish it, though. Yeah, they that did. Is but it's not a Mario or yeah. Link game. Yeah. So people look at it and go, that's not a Nintendo game. Sure. What's it doing on a Nintendo but machine? But it's and proof it's like, that this ah. system's potent enough that yeah. they can get away with anything. It competes with, with anything yeah. else available If you're right willing now. to give it a shot. If yeah, you're willing but, to give it a shot. So yeah. I, I would encourage people to, to pick it up, um, aside from it being fucking awesome yeah just to encourage this type of game coming up for the wii u because you know i i love nintendo games and i'm you know i'm excited to play smash brothers and i can't wait for the new zelda and etc 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 but you know if i were a single console household i would ultimately be disappointed by the fact that that's it yeah this is proof that there can be more than that and i hope there is because there's no reason it's it's okay for other games besides nintendo titles to be good on a nintendo system i I think that's allowed absolutely absolutely and there were there were a few on the wii it's just not many because it was there were so many challenges involved with creating a game for the wii right whereas this really proves that you Really now one one last question: yeah. Is the Wii gamepad used for anything? You can you you can use it for controls if you want. And you can swipe. A, yeah, you can you can swipe, and it also you can use it to um, uh, to do combos for you. Okay, it is it, it definitely is a control scheme for like beginners who right or or, or kids were they to play this for yeah, whatever yeah, reason. For, that is um, not something they should yeah, do. But there's uh, but it, it it is a more simplistic way if you're unfamiliar with this type of game if you don't like the challenges of it. But at the same time, I found the regular control seemed so intuitive anyway. Okay. Within five minutes, I was doing everything I would have been able to do with the touch from wrong. That makes sense. But that is there. And then also just in general, I have come to really appreciate uh, the way you can just play on the gamepad screen and use right. your television for something else um, without any loss in quality whatsoever. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that works for it. But, uh, no, it's not like this is a touchscreen-dependent game. Okay, not. fair yeah. Wayne, what have you been playing? Um... Quite a few things, actually. Let's go with uh, one so we don't go over time. Okay, fine. Then mostly just for fun, yeah. I've mm-hmm. been going through The Evil Within. Okay. Oh, how is it? You enjoying so it? So because, like, you know, yeah, we actually did review it, but nobody yeah. had actually played it at yeah. the time. The reviewer wasn't present to talk yeah, about yeah. it. But, yeah, I've yeah. been playing through it. Um, I think it's like a 15-chapter game, yeah. and I'm, like, chapter 10. Right. How long is like it that? that to that point? Uh, I've actually been playing for over 10 hours oh according to the clock. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty long game. But mm. I've also been playing in my usual obsessive yeah. way of trying to find everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, if you didn't do that, how long do you think it would be? Um, actually, you're probably still looking at like between 6 and 8 hours. It's, that's still uh, it's, it's a hard game. Like That's the thing. It's like, this is... Uh, comparisons have been made to the old Resident Evil games, and okay. I think that those comparisons are fair. You okay. know, like because ammo is scarce, um, the enemies are tough, and there are like some boss fights where you go in and you're just like, I have absolutely no idea how to beat this guy, right. and the game is not giving me any hints as to how to beat this guy. So if you're bound and determined to do it honestly, you could wander around in the same boss fight for like three hours, is it just is- figuring it out by trial and error. Or you can just give up and read a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Wayne. Is it at all fun? Is it a game that you want? That yeah, it is fun. Th- yeah. okay, I mean, it's like okay. that, that's the thing. It's like I'm, I'm playing it for fun. It's just that um, I, I do think that those comparisons to like early Resident Evil yeah. games are fair because like I played Alien Isolation for yeah. review, but at the same time, that game scared the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you're hiding from the alien, you can hear it clambering around, you get tense. Mm-hmm. Um, with this game, it does come down more to that 
you know, traditional Resident Evil-y anxiety. Of, okay. I know there are monsters around, but I also know that I've got like X amount of bullets left in my guns. So now I just have to be really careful. I've got to make sure that with this combat, I don't make, you know, it's like too many fast and loose errors. Right. Otherwise, I'm completely screwed going into the next fight. Because I know um, when I, I got about two, three hours in, I was noticing that the scarcity of ammo is very prevalent. It's a big game. problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You cannot be fast and loose with no, the ammo. You're no. just, you're absolutely screwed. And your, your melee attacks do almost nothing. No, they're, yeah, they're pointless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you start, you know, putting your skill points yeah. into, you know, yeah, the, yeah, your punching attack, yeah. then, mm -hmm. like, you know, don't even bother. No, it's, it's, uh, I tried that at the beginning of the game, um, the little village you start, uh, yeah. one second village, and the, like, the punch attack does nothing. Yeah, unless you do, like, a stealth, which yeah. is a one-hit kill. Yeah. But, you know, mm. it's like, otherwise, it's like, you know, yeah, that, that's not the way it works. The thing that is, that makes it feel the most like Resident Evil to me is the fact that rather than Alien Isolation, where they've tried it to create a compelling world for you yeah. to be scared in, mm. they really seemed um, Shinji Mikami, who yeah. made the original Resident mm. Evil games, which is why I guess this feels like those games. He was really more concerned with just sort of creating like a fun haunted house environment. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at stuff and it's like, you know, you hear noises, you see shadows and all, and you get like a little creeped out, but it's more of that, you know, fun-filled mm. kind of just poking you in your shoulder going like, oh, isn't mm. it a little creepy? And you're like, yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah. As opposed to Alien, where it's like, oh my God, this thing is going to kill you. Aren't you scared? And you're yeah, like, yeah. yes, I am scared. Now let me ask you this, uh, this Wayne, because I have not yet seen much connection to the story. Does the story, is the story compelling or is it just more of a set dressing to kind of push you forward? It's it's like the same crazy, incomprehensible Resident Evil okay. plot where they mm. just kind of like throw all this stuff at you and you can try and make sense of it if you want to. Okay. And with an enormous amount of effort, you can make it make sense, but you'll have to read all the text. You'll have to like find all the hidden cutscenes in order to string together exactly what's happening in the story. Otherwise, it'll be kind of like with Phil and Bayonetta yeah. where yeah. if you're like just breezing through it and the occasional cutscene comes up, you'll just sort of be shaking your head going... I don't know what the hell is happening. Yeah. Um, okay, but it's fun though. Yeah, it it is a fun game. the yeah. The combat feels good. It's just that it is it's old school. So Fair enough. The Call of Duty guys that are expecting to just like rip through everything and feel like a badass with a gun that is not this game. Okay, I mean, you you really you really have to watch your ammo. Oh my god! Yeah, it looked okay. a lot like Resident yeah. Evil Four. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there have been a few instances where it's like, you know, because I was like, you can make manual saves. It's like I've had to like, you know, reload back to like an hour right. earlier because I was just like, I screwed myself on ammo. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, I just can't get through this because I don't have enough. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you're. Like, and what you difficulty are you playing on? Normal. Really? I'm, I'm just playing on normal. But, you know, like I said, if you panic and you go through your bullets too fast, right. mm -hmm. you'll be screwed. <laughs> so, so don't do it. You know, it's like if you mm. think... Yeah, okay, this is probably the last fight, so I can just open up with everything I have, and then mm. you find out, oh, that's not the last fight. Oh, you mean I'm only halfway through the level? Oh my god, I've got nothing left to shoot. Yeah. I'm right. doomed, so yeah, I better just restart that chapter. It's, it's happened to me a few times. But, okay, uh, cool. So, you know, from a gameplay perspective, um, I like the fact that they're like, we're assuming that you've been playing these games for a while, and you know what the score is, mm. so we're not going to hold your hand, we're not going to baby you. You know, if if, uh, if you paint yourself into a corner, that's your own damn fault. Mm. And, you know, it's like the game has no understanding or compassion right. huh. in that regard. But you think it's definitely worthwhile? It's, uh, yeah, it is. Um, like, you, you don't play this game for the scares. You sort mm. of, you, you play it more for that Resident Evil mm. horror survive, survival yeah, yeah, horror yeah, experience yeah, yeah. of you got to watch what you're doing. You got to be careful. There's very little margin for error. If you're the kind of guy that sort of misses that, mm. you know, because, you know, Resident Evil was Demon Souls before Demon Souls yeah. had come along. Yeah, it's like if you like that kind of gameplay, 
then you know you'll like this game. But cool. if you know, yeah, you're you're more like you know just throw me at um, like infamous where mm-hmm. you know it's like I'm just this all powerful superhero running around kicking all kinds of ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this isn't the it's game not for, you. Do it yeah. for you. And it's like you know, yeah, just got like just a loopy, crazy. Only the Japanese could come up with this kind of messed up yeah. storyline where. Like yeah, it's, which is part of the fun with those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 just a big old haunted house with mm-hmm. really scarce ammo, which is what you know the old Resident Evil games were always like. Only mm. the graphics look pretty amazing for this, and mm-hmm. the they run through like all the different horror right. tropes. So yeah. you know, it's like one minute you know you're running away from like crazy lunatics. Mm. You know, it's like another minute like you know crazy long haired ghost girl is stalking you, and you're just like, oh my oh, god, nice. okay, I gotta get away from her. And then after that, it's like you know yeah, crazy psycho killer. Like you know, the slasher yeah. guy is like yeah, chasing yeah, after yeah. you. So, so they they run through all the different kinds of monsters. That's it's fun. kind of like a greatest hits of horror tropes yeah. that they put you now, through. Now, let in me this ask game. you this way: like Do you have any idea where the story is going? Or is it just a, basically a monster house that's or like a haunted house? No, there 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 is definitely <coughs> a crazy theme of sorts going okay. on here. It's just like I said, you've got to like look through every okay. nook and cranny for all the lore to piece it together. Weird. Because I've been playing it that way, the story is starting to come together for me now, but mm-hmm. I can easily see how if somebody was not reading all the stuff that I was when they see those cutscenes, they'd just be like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't mm-hmm. know what any of this is explaining. But if you read all of the background and then you see these people talking about these things, then you're like, oh yeah, okay, I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that background, then yeah, it'll, it'll be incomprehensible. Makes sense. In that typical Japanese way. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing for fun. Okay. Right yeah. Should we wrap up there then? I guess so. Sounds good. Okay, this is the stuff that you, Melanie usually says. So, um, like us on Facebook. You can find us at CG Magazine. Like, uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, CGM Plus. You can follow Wayne on Twitter at Real Wayne Santos. You can fo- follow Phil at Twitter at That Phil Brown. And you can follow me on Twitter at BFry26. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please like and share in iTunes or whatever music app you happen to be using because iTunes is awful. Uh, From here at CG Magazine, I wish you a great weekend. Bye. Bye.